Welcome back. This is Mike Doyle, and you're hearing your weekly beat that I make for you here on Beat to Beat Podcast, where we discuss the future of music with the future of music. Although today, that statement is not quite so true. Not that my guest today may not someday be the future of music. Who knows? But he's currently not a musician. So uh, that this is a holiday special where we are exiting our usual platform you know where i generally interview musicians exclusively and they perform i met up today with an old friend a good friend and we talked a little bit and he told me a bit of his story and what's been going on this past uh, year or two in his life uh since i've seen him and i also had a discussion with somebody when i was at home in pennsylvania with my parents over this thanksgiving hope everyone had a nice thanksgiving as well um and really just saw the value you know in talking to new people people that aren't necessarily musicians can inspire musicians right and just the stories of all of our lives can bring people together and make us write new things and so today i'm going to be interviewing my friend brett kaprowski he is uh, a really good guy, salesman, going to uh, probably be one of the less conventional podcasts that we've done in this sense, but I think that uh, hopefully everyone can derive some value from just hearing a person from outside, and we'll also be talking about music because Brett is an avid music lover. So, welcome, Brett Kaprowski. How's it going, bro? Good, man. How are you doing? Awesome. So you were telling me a little bit about your uh, travels. You you drove by yourself across the country over a period of months because you didn't stay in any one place the whole time. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that and like what, how you, why'd you decide to drive across the country? Yeah. Um, well, I'm from New England. Uh, I was born and raised uh, here in the Northeast, so just outside of Boston. Mm. Um, I spent my whole life here, uh, and after ending, you know, a, th- a three-year relationship, I decided it was time to to travel and uh, mm. see more of this country. And so that led me to live in Los Angeles. Okay. Um, so what were you doing as a job? I was fundraising actually. You were uh, fundraising. I was like, working with nonprofits. Yeah, you're like um, you're like writing grants and dealing with like Bill Gates and Melinda exactly. Gates. Exactly. No, no. <laughs> what kind of fun, what kind of fundraising uh, were you doing? Face to face fundraising. So literally working on the street, talking to people, getting people to Donate monthly. Oh, I've never heard of it. No, and I'm just kidding. I, I've done that. I did that job for four years oh, of my yeah, life. Oh yeah, did you? That's how Brett and I know each other. We worked. <laughs> we worked together at a at a very, uh, very well known Boston uh, fundraising company, which will remain nameless. Yeah, uh, they, they were great. They were great. We got to travel. We got to. See I got it. to see a lot of the country. Yeah, but I've never driven across the country. So yeah, I decided to like relocate. Yeah, because because I, I said you know because you were telling me you had some money saved and and were just feeling like you were kind of feeling complacent and sort of started planning a trip and I yeah. said and I said I I think uh, I think I might have just flown <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know yeah um, you're like uh, just just like because I sell my car and fly exactly I don't exactly to get across the country because I don't know if I have the stomach to do that entirely by myself I think that's kind of like a really brave 
Some would say dangerous thing to do. Yeah, you definitely said dangerous when I mentioned it. (laughs) Um, uh, Well, the thing that there's a lot of planning that went involved that was involved with it. Like I mapped where I was going, like and how long I was going to stay in each place. Mm. You know, there were a few screwballs along the way that Mm. kept me in places longer than I had expected. Uh, To take us through it, what was your first... So, I left on a Sunday night. Yeah. I drove straight through the night, and I arrived at the south rim of the Grand Canyon. Okay. At 7.30 in the morning. I wanted to catch the sunrise, but unfortunately, the south rim of the Grand Canyon is a seasonal park. Hmm. So, I was there at the end of March, early April, and you couldn't get to the canyon. Um, the park was closed off. So, uh, from there I had to drive three hours North to the North rim of the grand Canyon, um, which is not seasonal. It's year round. And I stayed there for 10 days. Uh, I camped, I hiked all the way down to the bottom of the Canyon. Again, all by yourself. By myself. Like, yeah. no, you didn't have like a I'm, guide or. No, I, I, by myself. I like. Are there like good signs or good signage? Yeah. There's really good signs. You get maps at the, um, at the visitor center yeah the visitor center um there's tons of trails that you can take um the one i took was around 14 miles okay wow um it took me one full day to hike down i camped at the bottom and then one day to hike back that's crazy dude yeah and yeah i was by myself but along the way you do meet a lot of people yeah you know i wasn't the only one on the trail you weren't like afraid you were gonna die out there on like the side of a canyon at any point i was nervous on the way down because i was like what if i am down there by myself and i'm just like in the wrong area and there's a cougar i don't know are there cougars there (laughs) some sort of mountain lion (laughs) some sort of desert cat gigantic so you ended up driving to the north rim to actually get to see it because you couldn't really see it from the south rim and that was one of like the benefits of traveling alone you know like if i was with somebody else they might have been upset like complaining that yeah oh man we have to drive three hours north they now. wanted to or they wanted to like go take a detour themselves to go see like the world's largest rubber band ball or yeah, something exactly <laughs> and i could do the trip was based around me you know okay. and it was like i was feeling so so complacent that like it was kind of like a soul-searching experience you know yeah um i definitely recorded the whole trip you know on pen and paper mm-hmm. um so on the road yeah, just with Brett Kaprowski. On, on the road. It took me <laughs> it took me about three and a half months to make it all the way across. That's crazy. Um, so okay, so let's break just because I do feel the need to bring some music into this. What was the best music? Did you see any music? I, I hope you oh, did. Oh yeah, of course. Because like you said, you saw what three shows last week. Yeah. So no, I'm you, I'm consistently going to music. What city had the best music scene? My that, favorite that it seemed to you Denver. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, like, killing it, Denver. I so. It, Denver is like, you know, they've got that chill, hippie, crunchy, you know, kind of like stoner vibe. So. She just jumped up there and fucked something up with the cable. What you doing, kitten? <sighs> Cat difficulties. <laughs> anyway, so. So, okay, wait. So, so Denver had the best. Yeah. Had for, the best music. Well, but where'd you go? My, What's, my favorite vibe. So. From the Grand Canyon, though, I drove to Salt Lake City. Okay. And in Salt Lake City, I did check out a couple bars with music. Nice. Um, 
but I, there was nothing that like really like caught my attention. I wasn't yeah. there for music. Yeah, I went there because I snowboarded at Park City for the weekend. Nice. Yeah, you said your friend is a snowboarder, like a yeah, professional like, snowboarder. I met this kid at a music festival, actually. Mm, um, music bringing people together. Yeah, music festival in every Maine. damn time. And uh, we ended up having a camp next to each other, and because we parked, we originally like camped in the ambulance turnaround mm. and so we ended up moving to the same spot mm. became friends with them turns out these kids are snowboarders they're from maine so like i've told you this story before but remember when i lived at loon mountain in lincoln new hampshire yep yep and there was like 12 of us in one house and uh, yeah you told me about it yeah half of us like worked at the mountain the other half at subway mm. well that's who I went and visited in Salt Lake City. Oh, okay, okay. You know, like, we would dump shovels of snow on each other in the morning saying, like, powder dumping. And then, <laughs> go, and then just go snowboard, work, snowboard, get out, and then drink and party. Wow. That was literally, like, the, the whole the, winter. That's snow the snowboarder's bum, life. Snowbum life. These kids now, though. Hashtag like, snowbum When life. you're, like, 21, yeah. Yeah. That's, I was, like, 19, I think. How old are you now? 26. Oh, baby boys growing up. All right. So, oh, yeah, time's flying. So you so you went to Salt Lake City. You didn't stay for very long. Just the weekend. Okay. Just the weekend. Uh From there I I drove to Colorado Springs actually. Okay. Um and then this is where one of those curveballs comes in. Yeah. Because I ended up getting run off the road, um getting off the highway, uh, somebody it was two lanes merged to one. Guy didn't merge with me. Instead of hitting him, I hit a curb and tore up the whole left front of my car. Oh, um, shit. You know, it was about $1,700 worth of damages. Oh, my God. So, you know, I had saved some money for the trip, but... That was most of it. Yeah, that was like a majority of it. That's crazy. I had been like spending money on the way and wasn't really thinking about it. I wasn't Cause planning Because you, you had enough that was... Yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't have to really worry, but... But now you did. Now, yeah, now it was like, all right, what am I going to do? Oh, man. So from there, I had to AAA my car from Colorado Springs to Denver. It's 77 miles. Yeah. I picked up a job as a Segway tour guide. <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds like an awesome job. It was actually really cool. For I, anybody that wants to be a Segway tour guide. Yeah, like you get to learn a city and you get to ride Segways on it. You know, it's fun. That, know, I learned a lot of like random facts about Denver. Yeah, I bet. You had to, right? So like Denver's, uh, the their baseball team, the Rockies. Yeah. Do you know what their mascot is by chance? Uh, Rocky from Rocky and Bullwinkle? No. <laughs> Is that a show? That is a show. Okay. But no. no I want to make sure that was what it was called. Really, all I remembered was Bullwinkle, but then Rocky, I figured. <laughs> well, it's a Triceratops. Oh, okay. Like Serious? Yeah. With That's like an amazing the, mascot. So, and the reason it's a Triceratops, so when they were digging the stadium, hmm. the Rocky Stadium, they found a bunch of artifacts and one of them was like the seven foot triceratops oh, head. Oh, wow. And it's still in the dinosaur museum in Colorado. That's amazing. But it's kind of how they adopted their mascot. What? Yeah. That's amazing. Cool. That is cool. And that city, they have like 180 miles of bike trail all throughout the city. What? Yeah, it's pretty cool. That sounds really awesome. So Denver was a top destination. So yeah, I had to, well, I didn't have to stay. You stay, there. yeah, you stay, you stayed. 
I for how long in Denver? I was there for about two, like between two and two and a half months. It's quite a stop. So what? What? Why'd you stay? Uh well, it took me a while to save up money, but I ended up meeting some really cool people along the way. Uh, I met. You had a sick segue job. Yeah, like I was really content for a while, <laughs> you know. I'm like, cause were you just planning on like being a segue tour guy for like a week? You do the training, yeah, you do like, like a week of. <laughs> well, it was a friend that hooked me up with the job. Oh, okay, okay. So like, I was gonna say they must really need to no, just roll in. Like I've never done so this happened, before. Like they needed somebody, and that's perfect. Yeah, and sometimes it's like you know the right people, you can fucking. Get a cool job, I guess. So you went from Salt Lake City to where? Colorado Springs. To Colorado Springs. From Colorado Springs to Denver. To Denver. And then from there for a while. Stayed there for two months. And then. So you were just popping around that area. So yeah, I was kind of seeing this this awesome woman, (laughs) and she had to go away for work. And it was like going to be a month and a half long. And I was like, well, I'm going to continue my road trip. I'm like, I didn't plan on staying here forever. Hmm. Um, so she was totally cool that she knew like just what a, I was doing, you know, just a, a early summer love story. <laughs> yeah. We just said, we're still friends to this day. She's, yeah, she's doing really good. She's still in Denver. Oh, nice. So like if I ever go back, definitely still friends, you know, sick. So you met people along the way that changed your life. Now and you created art because you wrote. What did, can you tell us a little bit about like the stuff you were writing? Were you writing, um, like, I mean, dear diary? They were journal entries. <laughs> or what, how, how? Well, I wouldn't start a dear diary, <laughs> but, but um, no, they they are journal entries. Uh, a lot of it is recording the people about like the people that I met along the way. Like, and you're writing it all in first person. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, I hope you release it one day. One day. I, I, what if there's like crazy demand? What if people listen to this and there's like thousands of people want to read what you wrote? That would be cool, but I don't know if I'm that interested. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I was just speculating. No, I know. <laughs> um, so that's cool though. No, but I, I urge all, any any anybody out there that does go on, you know, like have some transformative trip and try and create something. I mean, a lot of people would inevitably be like, you know, posting pictures and a lot of, a lot of the stuff that you might've written down might for a lot of people may end up online just as a factor of the way we work right nowadays. Yeah. See, I wanted to keep it more personal. Yeah. You know, like I didn't need to publicize the whole, my whole trip, like on a blog, Yeah. you know, I kind of wanted to like kind of cut off from Mm -hmm. everything and just kind of like, I just talked to a few people on the phone, like, consistently. Yeah. Um, it's funny, too, because all the photos that I had taken, I were on an iPhone that somehow went missing one night. Oh, wow. Um, so I was, like, really upset about that, and I was like, I'm never going to get those photos back. And then I remember I was going through a Facebook message with a friend, and... I realized that I was sending photos to certain people on my trip. Oh, nice. And so I started going through all my messages and all the photos that I sent, and I f- uncovered, like, a whole 
That's a slideshow of nice. like photos that I had taken, and I was like, "Thank fucking god." That is, yeah. That's. I thought they were lost. I thought everything was just saved on the cloud now somehow. Yeah, uh, I've tried to go back on Apple Cloud or iCloud, and I, it's not. None of the photos are on there. Uh, well, I guess I didn't save it, but. Anyway, so, so you so okay, so wait, it was the so what's the next stop on your trip? So once I decided to leave Denver, yeah, I I drove from Denver to Chicago. Chicago, <laughs> Chicago definitely has some good music. I know that for Chicago for a, a damn of, fact. Chicago was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, we spent a month there together. Yeah, it was for a, work. It was a miserable month. It was negative thirty degrees with wind chill the day we got there. And Eyelashes it's like a frozen, hair yeah. frozen. We still have that picture, I bet. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I actually I lost it. my phone. Do you have that? Yeah, it's on my Instagram. Nice. We you, we should post that. You should give that to me so I can post it oh. from our from our trip to. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> that was so crazy. In case anybody was thinking of going to Chicago in January, businesses were closed. It was the year of the polar vortexes that yeah. were all ever. You know. You couldn't even go outside. You, if you, yeah, yeah, we fundraised outside yeah, for a month. I felt really guilty stopping people. I felt, yeah. We went in a lot of Starbuckses to sign people up. Just like, I oh also, my God, you're going to stop and talk to me? All right, let's get inside before we die. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I think my drinking increased like, by like 20%. That's like, the, that's like the sailor rule, though. You know, like if you're like out on a boat getting like pelted with rogue waves like yeah just like spat on you're, all the freezing rain that. you're allowed to have your like handle of whiskey <laughs> you know <laughs> i guess you, right you are allowed like there's no way i was i i couldn't do it it was so cold well so but when you were there when you were here there for the trip it was what june you said yeah F- it finally was, got to see it yeah, nice. i finally got to see it and it was green it wasn't Gray, white, ice. Oh my god! There weren't like frozen puddles this size. It was from all the pipes bursting everywhere. It was a frozen hellscape. (laughs) It was. And what blew me away was in like some of the like the street we were living on. They like didn't like. Oh, they didn't plow it. They didn't plow the street. So there There was was like two feet of snow, and they just like left it. Not two feet. Maybe it was like like a foot of snow almost. That they just left for like. We were there for a month. I, I mean, literally, never I don't think they ever. To, no, they don't do that because. <coughs> on like a residential there a, street. There was a reason. That I Maybe they have nowhere to put it. I think that was it because all the cars on the streets. Yeah. Like in Boston, they'll just plow it and like bury your car. <laughs> I know, it's fucked up. <laughs> and you're like. <laughs> you can't have a car out here. Go see, go see your car, you know, two months later and like everything on one side is missing. Yes. <laughs> no door. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, so okay, so how long did you stay in Chicago? Uh, I spent about three days there, three days in Chicago. Um, I knew a couple people there, nice. and uh, so I spent some time with them. I did a lot of like the random, stupid touristy shit. Like I went and saw the that the silver uh, bean. Oh yeah, the chrome, the chrome bean. That thing is so cool. Yeah, that actually did look cool in the winter. Yeah, it, it's pretty cool in the summer too i believe it it's probably uh, much cooler with all the colors bouncing off of it yeah it instead was, of just uh, silver with more gray <laughs> bouncing off of it right. 
Uh, yeah, just gray. Just all gray and white, yeah. Dirty snow. Dirty snow. Freezing. The, the Frozen hard snow. I will say, like, I know people are always like, oh, Chicago is not, like, the windy city because of wind. Yes, I think it friggin' is. They like, call it the hawk. Yeah, the hawk. They call it the hawk. Because <laughs> it feels the like hawk. It's, the hawk. Because it's, it's clawing your face <laughs> off. Oh, my God. Seriously, though, that, that was the worst. That was the like probably the most inhumane like thing ever yeah. just to be a human being in Chicago like the weather it was disrespectful the most bullshit part was that we had came up with that position and we worked on it for like yeah. a month every day after work <laughs> hey at least Hogan's. we were motivated to do something we and that was to like and that was that was drink more. cheap beer and come up with plans to get paid more yeah exactly. that's that's all it is yeah. um which we're i always incur- hustling yeah <laughs> every day i'm hustling you gotta every keep day, it every I'm day <laughs> All right, so you went from Chicago to where? You moved from, you, you've been now, wait, where in California did you leave from? You left from LA? I left from Los Angeles, yeah. I was okay. living in the San Fernando Valley. Okay. A little so you're doing silly a- old town called Reseda. Reseda. <laughs> Reseda. I feel like I've heard of that for some reason. Reseda? Yeah, it's like, it's the valley's pretty big. So the valley is the porn capital of the country. Oh, wow. So, like, a lot of, like, I don't know, porns come from there. <laughs> yep. Weird. That would make sense, yeah. yeah that, that is not a lie. Yeah. So you were living there. Yeah, I was living in the porn capital, okay. making mad porn. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, my name's Brad Sirens. Like, look me up. No, I'm making not. mad Segway tours, no. Segway tour porn. <laughs> Fun stuff. Uh, yeah, but I was living out there for... About 14 months Okay. in that spot specifically. Uh, it was cool. I had a little one bedroom out there. It was cheap. I was paying like 700 bucks a month. Oh, wow. Um, it was like, I had a little kitchenette like this, Yeah. but this would be the living room and then there was a hallway, full bathroom, mm-hmm. bedroom. There we go. Guys, that's how nice the Beat to Beat studio is, is... We have a kitchen here. <laughs> it's killing. That's how you know. Like when you go into somebody's office or like workspace and there's like a kitchen, yeah. you're just like, damn, this is This is a studio legit. Or a kitchen. This is legit. Couch, Can't. kitchen. You TV. can make food. Yeah, you, everything. Mixing board. You exactly. Know, you got it. Yeah. Stacks, wall, walls Look at high wall of speakers. speakers you know? Got a good 3,000 square feet here. It's huge. It's like a warehouse. Yeah. Uh, there's been some big recordings done here. Yeah, it's a big place, big spot. Anyway, so <laughs> so you so you traveled from Chicago to where? Uh, from Chicago, I drove to New York City. New York City. Yeah, I stopped obviously a few places along the way. You got people in New York City. I got peeps in New York City. Kid. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I had, you went to see your peeps. Went to go see the peeps. See the peeps. Went out. Saw the peeps. Spent all my money. Like so, the rest of my savings. Just to like put it in perspective. So you told what? What did you leave California with? Thirty eight hundred dollars. Thirty eight hundred dollars, and your car cost you. To buy? No, your car when it got wrecked. Oh, that cost me about seventeen hundred. Cost you seventeen hundred dollars, yeah. and so you were like pretty much fine until that happened and then that happened but you were still like kind of fine yeah i was all right you were still okay i think i like rolled into new york city with like a thousand dollars in my pocket (laughs) 
and how long, and you were there for three days yeah i was there for like two nights <laughs> oh my god yeah that's ridiculous <laughs> two nights three days and so yeah. what did you and so you were in new york end of your trip you're only there for three days you're broke and you're I, hungry yeah you're cold not cold. It's raining. It's no. Okay. <laughs> I'm barefoot. That's, that's I'm today. That's today. No. Uh, so, yeah, so what do you do? So, did you sell the rest of your possessions on the street? No. To get gas money, what did you do? It's funny, actually. I was in New York, like just almost at the Connecticut border, mm. and I'm like about to run out of gas. You're trying to get home to Massachusetts, Massachusetts yeah. here, yeah. Massachusetts. Uh, Spencer. Spencer Mass. Spencer Mass. That's where my father's at. Nice. And what up, Dad? What up, G? Papa Kaprowsk. Gino. <laughs> Papa G. Papa G. Uh but yeah, and uh I'm about to run out and I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna ask somebody. So I like pulled into a gas station and I just told them my story. What and I say? was like, you know, I'm from Cali. I'm like, I'm on a road trip, I'm almost home, but I'm out of money. And the first guy I asked, he filled my tank. Nuh-uh. Yeah. Really? He filled my tank, yeah, and gave me 20 bucks. Shut the hell up. Yeah. Human kindness. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of really kind people. And like, you know, along the way, I'm obviously... I feel like karma is real for sure. You know, I definitely give dollars out mm-hmm. to, like, people on the street whenever mm-hmm. they need it. And I feel like that kind of came back to me. Because I was in the spot where, like, what am I going to do? Yeah. You know? Like, no, like, really, to, what are you going to do? I literally have to ask somebody right Just now. sell one tire and just drive on yeah. three tires. After I, like, just sell my busted up tire <laughs> yeah. from the accident. Try and sell your donut to Try someone. Sell, like, all my broken parts from the car accident. <laughs> Anybody want to buy a tire? <laughs> just going around carrying it. Yeah, that would be nice. I think I think that's pretty amazing that that somebody the first person came to your aid at yeah. the end of a long trip like that too. Oh, and at that point I was like really restless too. Yeah, I believe it. The last five hours were probably the worst in the car I've ever had. Yeah, I'm like shaking like, and I was like starting to feel like sick, kind of like yeah. started sneezing. My anxiety was like through the roof and yeah. like. I just like, I like honestly like contemplate. I didn't wouldn't have done it, but I contemplated like driving my car right into a fucking bridge. Like, oh just like God. fuck this, dude. Five hours left. That's so long. Just, that's no good. But you know, I wouldn't obviously. Have done it, you know. No, I mean, yeah. But I envisioned it. <laughs> yeah. I pictured it happening. You're having starting to like I'm hallucinate to go crazy, a little bit. Yeah. I'm just three and a half months on the road, you know. On the road by yourself. I think that's the important thing to remember too. Yeah, it's like that's crazy too. I don't think, yeah, no way like would have worked out if you brought somebody else, you wouldn't have been able to spend all that time. Oh, no. And so maybe this will encourage other people to go on a solo road trip. Hashtag solo row. Solo row. <laughs> <laughs> solo road trip. <laughs> solo road trip. Road trip. <laughs> uh so yeah. so you but you did make it home. I did, yeah, I did make it home, and <laughs> I got to see my family, and my mother got married this summer. And now, and, you, and now you're back in your home state of Massachusetts. I am. I'm here. I'm back in Massachusetts. Nice. Yeah, got to be close to the fam, you know. It's, so what do you think, um, what was, like, the, did you learn anything from your, from your trip solo? Do you think it would have been, you I know? definitely learned a lot about myself. Yeah. I learned that, you know, 
when you when you're you have access to like a lot of people and you're like kind of a social person mm. i can kind of tend to like drown myself in social situations yeah being on the road alone i had a lot of time to think to myself and like realize that like you know i don't need other people to be happy yeah. you know i can literally i have to literally rely on myself yeah cuz you never know self reliance yeah self reliance and just the spot like it was a mapped out trip but like the spontaneity behind it spontaneity spontaneity <laughs> I like spontaneity better spontaneity, though spontaneity <laughs> I always say that it's it's like continuity <laughs> and spontaneity together well, that's what I was going the for. spontaneity that's you got you read my mind I love that spontaneity behind it it's <laughs> <laughs> a good one uh, I don't know it's pretty freeing yeah that's amazing. I, I like I said, I don't know if I would have had the courage to do that, something like that alone. And I think I like I said, I probably would have just bought a plane ticket. But I admire people like yourself that can just fucking do it because that's tough, man. It's like, you know, it's like I had a moment, like probably two hours into the into the trip, <laughs> where I was like. I don't know if I should do this. <laughs> Let me turn around. Yeah, right like, now. I was like, I don't know if I should go, and I almost did. I like pulled over. I, I think. Did I, you? Yeah, and I just like. What made you go? What pushed you to? Like, why the fuck not? I just said. I just asked myself, yeah. like, why not? Like, you can. Yeah. So do it. Like, you literally have the opportunity. Why f- remove that from yourself because mm. you're having like second thoughts? Like, just do it. Nike said it the best. Well, <laughs> oh, now you have to pay them royalties or something. Oh, I think. Hey, Nike, what up, though? Luckily, this podcast makes no money, so I don't think they can charge us, right? That's how it works. Maybe not. One day, maybe. Maybe. When gonna, you're super famous. Gonna have to pay Nike. Yeah, once you're super famous and they hear this, they're like, oh, we, mother. We own all your future episodes, <laughs> right? Oh, well. So thank you very much for your story, man. I, that's really, uh, it's really, it's cool. And I, I think this is kind of a different, uh, like I said, this is a very different podcast from what anybody that's listened to the last 13. Um, hopefully they like this. It's completely off from talking about music, but I think what I learned over the holiday, over Turkey Day, was that you got you do have to set yourself outside of, of, of what you're used to doing to do it to get anything new right Mm. so i never want to like let people even let people listening to this get complacent uh with their process you know i'm mixing it up here and as a bonus i'm gonna play some songs um for you guys i don't think you've ever heard me perform before but i'm gonna do that and yeah so thank you brett thank you for listening yeah thanks for coming on i hope it was interesting i hope it was funny uh, it was. And I enjoyed it. I do have to say that I think music is one of the things that ties everyone together. Yeah. Around the world, you know? Yeah. It's, if I even think about it, I wouldn't have been able to live in Boston and meet you if I didn't listen to a certain kind of music and meet my friend that I moved in with, you know? Like, oh, yeah. it all roots back to like, the social, for me, like, music is a collective, obviously. And Hell yeah. It wouldn't be nearly as much fun without everybody else to participate with you in it. 
Because yeah, it's an experience. There's not a single day I go without listening to a single, like, music. To music. I need it. Literally it's need the heart, it. It's the heart. It's the... I, I could need die. it. I could die. I could die. I could literally die. Music no. is the hardest drug. It's... Yeah, I'm so addicted. Like, uh, I would have withdrawals. <laughs> All right. So that was some... Conversation with my good friend Brett talking about his trip across the country. Hopefully, you songwriters out there found that inspirational. I know I definitely did. Uh, I'm gonna, as part of our holiday special, um, one of one of multiple holiday specials, I'm gonna play a couple songs for you guys, which you guys have never heard me. Um, you've heard me talk a lot about music and what I've done, but uh, haven't really heard me actually perform any so uh here's a couple songs that i uh, wrote and just recorded here live for you guys and when i say live i mean basically i'm holding myself to the same standard that i do when i interview people in here which is basically sit down play two songs you wrote uh one take each and yeah come out and for the most part that's been everybody um that's played solo at least uh you know is only has just got up and you know i know people have made mistakes and i, I heard like you know lyrics that they did wrong and things like that and uh but i kind of i feel like it's like a performance right so um so you guys can definitely hear me messing up a bunch and uh <laughs> but there are two songs and i guess I, I should hold myself to the same standard and make myself talk uh, about them a little bit so um the first one is called so be it and it's a song i wrote it was actually based on this uh a jazz kind of like funky jazz song um one of my friends tommy hartman played in another band when we were at berkeley um tommy hartman was my drummer in my band sleepwalkers in college um and he played with another band believe or maybe this was a totally different band and i'm just blanking now but there was a song and had this groove and that just like stayed with me for some reason i found myself singing it learned out how to play it on guitar like the next night i heard them play it like a party at my girlfriend's house and uh took that and stole it directly stole it uh learned how to play it on guitar um but, you know it was like an instrumental song and it was very simple groove very simple rhythm you know that had been done before just a two chord thing vamp and uh and so yeah i decided to like kind of it became almost like a spiritual thing for me like a meditative thing like whenever i was stressed out i would just play that little groove those couple chords and um and it, it kind of evolved into a song and so it's sort of about that for me, I guess, is the that meditative experience that music can give us. Um, the the title of it, so be it. It's kind of just. It's also kind of tapping into power of creation type stuff, I guess. Like you know, um, uh, you know, you could label it law of attraction or whatever. But you know, just our all of our abilities to manifest things in our lives and kind of doing it through that meditative experience of music. Um, so I'm talking about living love and not wanting to rewind, being in the present moment, not blinking or trying to define things. Um, so some of the first lyrics in the song. So it's sort of, sort of about that for me. So that's So Be It. The other one is called um, It Won't Be Long. I guess that's kind of also, this one's definitely more of like a pop tune. 
and it's about um, it's kind of yeah it's sort of about instead of wow there's something going on outside guys there's uh, lots of sirens hopefully everyone's okay um, wow um, and my phone's ringing as usual and that's my mom um, I'm gonna call her back wow it's okay so yes this is my podcast and um (laughs) so it won't be long yeah kind of about instead of reaching for everything and you know kind of forcing ourselves to look at things from a perspective of I'm gonna put what I want out there and allow it to come to me and, and just live my reality that is this reality where the things that I want already exist and maybe I haven't acquired them in quite the way I want yet but um, just sort of allowing uh, yeah allowing so it won't be long sort of a song about allowing um, it's kind of just like it's almost like I'm talking I think in it partially I don't know like I my lyrics are sort of weird so I was like trying to sort of talk to the universe I guess yeah and like writing a song to the universe and saying hey universe I'm not gonna have to I'm not gonna go out and like search for the stuff that I want anymore I'm just gonna start living like I already have it and let that actually create the good things in my life and for the most part it's been quite effective and that tends to be my strategy is write my worldviews into my songs so that the almost is like reminders to myself it's like a weird memento thing with me it's like you know in case I forget this lesson that I learned hey here's this song and some some lyrics you can drive some meaning from later in and I'm talking to myself here later in life um all right I'm gonna stop babbling and I'm gonna let you guys hear these songs now and then directly after you're gonna hear the weekly beat So thank you guys, and we'll see you next week.
Life is only as real as you allow Turn it 30 now, isn't even about a half 
from the music just a matter of time That it won't be long Said it won't be long Till I find you Yeah, you know it won't be long Yeah, it won't be long Till I find you Oh, no Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Peace. Boom.